This morning's show was pre-recorded. Good morning, this is Bo Matthews, and welcome to Let's Talk on News Talk 1050 KSIS. Let's Talk is a one-hour program devoted to issues and developments that are of importance to Sedalia and the surrounding communities. By committing an entire hour to a subject and many times having experts join us in studio, we will be able to delve deeper into the topic of the week and provide you with a fuller understanding of what is happening in our community. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk on News Talk 1050. KSIS. I'm Bo Matthews, along with John Meehan and Ron Tolner, and we have another guest with us today. Some have heard the name, maybe you haven't, but you're going to find out more as we get into the conversation. We have Amanda Davis from Open Door. Ron, you want to introduce her more formally, get into today's show? Thank you, Bo, and good morning to everyone. We are, are going to delve into Open Door today and everything that that organization encompasses, and they do a lot. So uh, we'll learn a lot more about that. Their executive director, Amanda Davis, is with us. And uh, I think as a way of starting things out, let's just talk about a little bit of your history, Amanda, where you've been, what you've done. All right. Well, thank you for having me again. Yeah, my name is Amanda Davis. I'm the executive director for Open Door. A little bit of my past history is um, I'm from Warrensburg, as you asked me earlier. I grew up there, uh, went to school there. I moved here in Sedalia when I was about 20, 21. And I just knew I liked Sedalia. I wanted to get out of the college town. And so I came here and I began my my love for nonprofit about 15 years ago when I started at CASA. And I was the children's program manager there. And I worked with the kiddos for about four years. And then Lori Haney came involved and she became the director. And she was like, hey, I would like you to become the court advocate. So I went ahead and did a little bit with the court system, helped women with ex partes. And then from there, I went on and managed the partnership office, Pettis County Community Partnership, for about three years. Worked with Sherry Herring. She's a wonderful lady. And after that, Open Door came about and I applied for it. And here I am. Well, I know uh, Open Door just does a multitude of things nowadays. It seems like you're growing in your services all the time. And uh, In preparation for our getting together today, I spent some time out on your website, and I know four things in particular jumped out at me, the food pantry, the service center, kitchen, and the thrift shop. Mm -hmm. Uh, So obviously uh, you're over all of those. And, and I know we'll get into briefly a little bit later the new project that Open Door has going on as well. But maybe you could just take some time and, and talk about those four areas in a little more detail as far as what they're involved, how they serve the people, and what the process is. Let me start off with a little bit of history. I am proud to say that this next year, Open Door will be around for 50 years in our community. Open Door Service Center was founded in 1972 by Reverend Marvin Albright. He was the former pastor of Emmanuel United Church, and in the early years, the church operated from his home and um, in the basement. So that's kind of some cool history. The purpose was to meet the needs of individuals in our area that had nowhere else to turn, and that was food insecure. The new thrift shop was opened up in 1980s, and that was at West Main in Kentucky. And then in about the 90s, our service center opened up. So it was the thrift store, it was a little food pantry, and then our service center opened up. And from there, 
everybody knows the big red warehouse downtown, right? Yeah. That's our new that's our new food pantry, and that opened up in 2000s. We do have so many buildings. We have our new thrift store building, and we've been we've been actually at that building at East Woods since 2016, and we're we're outgrowing that. And then, of course, like you said, Ron, our kitchen opened up in March 2018, and that's our newest building. Well, what we might do, Amanda, is delve into each of those services in a little more detail as far as how they serve people, the volunteer effort that's behind it, the money side of things. That's always obviously a big part of any not-for-profit and the services that you can provide. And, and I don't care what particular order we go in, but you might just give us the lowdown on, on each of those major services. All right. Well, this is my expertise. So our first building that I always start off with is our thrift store. And it was our first building ever made, ever, ever thought of. And the reason why we have our thrift store, there is a huge mission behind it. Our motto is look good, feel good, do good. So we want our patrons that come in and shop our store to look good. We want donors that donate to our store to feel good that they're donating to our store. And then do good is we're doing good in our community. The mission behind our store is all the proceeds that we get go to help support our food pantry, to go to help support our food kitchen and um, our service center. Mm -hmm. So our store has been operating. We're actually, one of our future, hopefully hopes, is to get a big distribution center just because we're outgrowing our little building. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this concerning the thrift store. On a daily basis, do you have any numbers on how much either goes out or how many people are there or even on a weekly or monthly basis? I know we, we make about, mm -hmm. about $20,000 each month from our store. And that does help run our other buildings. Um, we run off about 20 volunteers. We have, uh, volunteers are our hearts. Um, I have four staff members. And sometimes we have to shut what we call the pit in the back because it's just, it's so overwhelming with wonderful donations. This community is so great. Well, and a lot of people don't realize when you get all those donations, you have to go through and start separating. Yes. This goes here, this goes there. We do this with this, this with that. Yeah. And that's a lot of work. It, it is. It is. A lot of hands touch all the product to get it out onto the floor. And a lot of things are basically we give back about thirty to $70,000, depending on the year, in thrift store vouchers. So if that is somebody walking in off the streets that doesn't have any shoes, we will find them shoes. That is, um, we have a, a program called Partners with Purpose, and we started that this last year, and it's for our, our first responders, and it's a bag, and it's full of hygiene stuff, it's full of a little bit of food, and it has a $30 gift certificate in it. So when our firefighters are on the scene and they leave that family, they have something to give the family. The family has something to start over. And then same with our police department, they have a bag that they can give out there that has all of our information in it. That's our big mission that does come out of our thrift store. And I know the thrift store, from, from looking at your website, there are details out there as far as what the thrift store can accept and items that they cannot accept as well. So I would certainly point 
the giving public uh, out to that site to get a little more of an idea. Yeah, yeah, home goods and um, clothes, men's clothes. We're always looking for men's clothes. Larger clothes, household goods, appliances sell like crazy. Usually when we get them in, they are going out that same day. What would you uh, want to visit about as far as another segment? All right, so our next... I'll go ahead and talk about the kitchen, our newest one. So everybody knows Community Cafe. When Ditzfield gave us the building back in 2018, they said, please keep Community Cafe in that building. So what a lot of people don't know is our kitchen is on one side, Community Cafe's kitchen is is in the middle. And we have a wonderful program, Open Door Serves Lunch, Monday through Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday, and Community Cafe serves the dinner. Mm -hmm. So we give a free hot-to-go meal to anybody that is hungry. Our manager, Bill Turner, says you just have to have a hungry belly to come to our soup kitchen. There's a few other wonderful things that happen out of there. We have the 12-step program in there that they rent from us, um, and then it's the Mercy Rest Stop startup office. So Amanda, I have a question. Back in earlier years, my wife and I had uh, donated time and was in the community cafe kitchen. Yeah, yeah. But you say now that is a separate portion of the building uh, to open door. Yeah, community cafe was um, started up by a high school student right. a long time ago. and um, Was it Kristen Alcorn? Yeah, right? yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And they, they've been in the building, and then just like I said, once the building was given to us, we wanted to keep Community Cafe in there, of course. They have, they have the middle kitchen, and then we added on a bigger industrial kitchen that helps us. We get lots of food that we have to break down at the pantry, so we'll move it over to the kitchen, and there's more hands, there's more volunteers over there to break down that food, to repack that food, and properly store and, and get it back out to our community. Amanda, as I understand it, of course, with all of the services you provide, that the service center is kind of the big umbrella that everything else falls under, and there are a lot of things you do through that service center, and you might share that with us. The service center, of course, is the big red warehouse downtown that everybody knows. When patrons get to come through, before COVID, we had them as a shoppable pantry inside. And now that COVID has hit and we had to change some things up, they come through and drive through style. They talk to a case manager a little bit. They go ahead and get some food. And out of that building, we have many, many, many food programs. So our first program is Feeding America. And that's where all of our food comes from, from the food bank out of Columbia. It's probably about 90% of our food that we get. And then we have a senior box program. We have a VIP program, and that's strictly for veterans. Um, We hold the buddy packs in our warehouse for the school. And there's TFAP, and TFAP's your government commodities with your government cheese and, and your more proteins and things like that. So when a patron comes through, they can actually, we try to serve a meal that consists for the family of five to seven meals to kind of get them through. It's a supplement. It's not to provide their whole groceries for the month. It's just to, to get the family through to the next um, step in the life. So we go ahead and we give a meat box, a produce box, a hygiene box, and a dry good box, or maybe some desserts are in there. So who is eligible for these? Is it a matter of going up, like you say, and talking to the case manager, and then they decide on which direction things should go for yeah, them? Yeah, um, the Feeding America food is for anybody. Anybody can come into, into Open Door and um, walk away with a good amount of groceries. TFAP, of course, has to has to 
qualify, income qualify, that they've just changed that, and a lot more people are, are qualifying for that. Um, and then, of course, the senior box, you have to be a senior, and the veteran, you have to be a veteran. But you could potentially walk away with all those programs of food and come out with a month of food. So, Amanda, with the numbers coming through on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, just give us an idea of what we're talking about, the amount of people that will come through throughout the course. Yeah, and out of our pantries, we serve about 1,700 families a month, and that's roughly we do about a, a family of four, so about 81,000 family or people, individuals that we're feeding. We're feeding a good population of Pettis County. Wow. And it's it's all of Pettis County. We do have to, to keep it in. That's the food bank rules. We wish we could feed um, out of outside the county, but there's a lot of families that come through. And just again, at the soup kitchen, we serve about 1,800 meals monthly. And then on our service center, about 13,000 families get to do emergency vouchers. And with that, in the pantry is our service center. That's where our administration building is. That's where people can come in and they get those emergency vouchers. And a lot of people don't know that we do so many vouchers. We have a work program, a work attire program, that if somebody needs work clothes, we will definitely get them work clothes. We get funding from United Way, and that helps with that program. We can, if somebody can prove to us that um, they're going to work or they're using their vehicle to get their kiddos to school, we can go ahead and, and help with little things like an oil change or brakes or something like that. We want to keep people going. We want to keep lives going. More of our vouchers, we do utilities. We buy a lot of meds for our elderly because they, they're on fixed incomes, and sometimes those meds can be very expensive and hard to get. We put up people that have had house fires. Um, I work with CASA a lot with women in domestic violence and trying to get them to hotels. Basically, we've helped with funerals before. It's definitely case by case. If somebody is in need, Open Door is going to try to help. We're talking with Amanda Davis from Open Door with John Meehan, Ron Tolner, I'm Bo Matthews. We'll be back with more in a few minutes. A reminder that Let's Talk can be heard Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on News Talk 1050 KSIS. The show can also be heard on the KSIS radio app and also at KSISradio.com. You can contact us with any comments, questions, concerns, and ideas. Back with our second section of Let's Talk on News Talk 1050 KSIS with John Meehan and Ron Tolner. I'm Bo Matthews. With us today, Amanda Davis from Open Door. And the service center is a subject that uh, we wanted to touch on a little bit more. Tell us more about that, Amanda. When a patron comes through, they can meet with a case manager, and the case manager will talk to them about their situation. And our case managers work a lot with PROP, Missouri Valley, CASA, Salvation Army. And if somebody, let's say somebody has a really high utility bill in the 2000s, we work with a lot of these other partners and everybody pitches in to help pay that bill. They can only come in once a month and, or once a year and get that assistance. There is limits on, on our services. We only can give a certain amount for medicines, a certain amount for utilities. But just like I said, it is case by case, so we sometimes bend the rules because we can do that. And the one thing that I started when I came on in our service center, I always ask the person, what can you pitch in? 
can you pitch in $5? Can you pitch in $3? Just anything, because something out of their pocket hits a little bit home when they know that they're trying to, to help themselves a little bit. Sure, kind of a concept of having skin in the game. Yes, yeah. They have to. Um, we have a lot of resources that we can give them, places that they could turn to hopefully get out of the situation that they're in. But it's not just food insecure. It's not just a low-income family. We've had some people come through our doors that just absolutely something happened in their life, and they needed our help. You know, I, I always say, let's say dad's working, mom's staying home with the kiddos. He makes good money. But he hurt himself on the job, and now they need to come through to get groceries from Open Door to be able to put their money onto their bills to be able to pay their mortgage or pay their rent. Mm -hmm. So that's what we try to stress big. Please come get groceries from, from our food pantry. There's so many wonderful programs. A program that started about a year and a half ago, my case managers came to me and they saw a need that a lot of uh, parents were asking about birthday materials and birthday presents, birthday things. So I said, all right, girls, if you guys want to start this program, find it, you know, let's, let's start it. So what our birthday bag program is, is you get a bag, candles, icing, the cake pan, cake mix, and a little present depending on the age of, of the child. Mm -hmm. So one to 18, we give a birthday bag for, and that has got really popular. I was going to say, because for some of us, we don't think about how big of a thing is for some families, unfortunately, mm -hmm. that they really don't have the resources where they can do anything for a child. Yeah. And how much of a blow that is to that child to where there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I know my daughter's three days after Christmas, so. <laughs> <laughs> but just with this program, uh, a lot of, of organizations have gotten behind it. A lot of churches support it. It's it's a good little project for for youth. Um, some of them, they'll buy the brown bags and they'll color on them. Happy birthday, you know, hope you have a great birthday. Mm -hmm. And then the kiddos can put those bags together. Mm -hmm. So it's a great program for our community to get behind. Uh, Amanda, I know when you were talking about the thrift store, you mentioned the volunteer effort that goes into that. Mm -hmm. Guessing that uh, your needs as far as volunteers go across the board with all of your programs. You might give us an idea of just how many people are involved with making Open Door happen and serving okay. its uh, its purpose? Okay, yeah, um, this is a major one. Volunteers are the heart of Open Door. I mean, I have paid staff, but the volunteers that come and that are dedicated to Open Door, a lot of different. Like, let's let's take the kitchen. We have wonderful cooks that come in. They see the food that's provided for them to be able to make a meal, but if the sugar's not there, the oil's not there, or they just want to make some kind of something different, they'll go to the grocery store and they'll, they'll buy it from their own pocket. So the kitchen, there's teams of volunteers Monday through Friday, and then we have two paid staff that takes up the weekend, and then we have somebody that comes in and cleans. So you can just imagine how many people it takes to do that. At our thrift store, there's different stations. There's the book station and the Christmas station and um, the tagging station of the clothes. And there's so many wonderful volunteers that are dedicated that come. And they know they can walk in, they go to their station, they pick up their tools, and they start working for the day. Some of these volunteers work an eight-hour day. So it takes, there's an average of about 20 wonderful faces that we see in each of our buildings that constantly come back. Mm -hmm. In our food pantry, 
we have a wonderful program that we take in community service workers. And I always tell all the workers, if you guys come and you work good and I see that, I can write a letter for the judge for you knowing that you did good. You did something for your community. Also, we we have Ewing that brings people over and they, they mark stuff off at our pantry and a little bit of cleaning or they pack boxes and it's great. It's great to see them. They're wonderful. We have Boy Scout groups that come over. We have the base that comes down, and they always like to do a big project every year. We're trying to get them to build some shelves for us in the thrift store, so hopefully that happens. But there's just many, many opportunities. You can go to our website at www.opendoorservicecenter.org and get on there and find the volunteer page and then email us and tell us where you'd like to volunteer. We're speaking with Amanda Davis from Open Door on today's Let's Talk program. Ron, you have something else that you want to ask Amanda? Yes, Amanda. We've obviously heard a tremendous amount of information about all the various programs that you have. Uh, I know as I was researching your organization, another thing I found extremely interesting and was impressed with was the fact that you really operate on no federal or state funding. And I think that is tremendous. You might give us an idea of what a typical operating budget is like for you, the uh, the revenues that you need, the source of revenues, and, and just to maybe hit the disbursements on a general basis because obviously everything you do involves spending money as well. Yes, yes it does. So our operation budget is about 500000 a year. It takes it does take a lot to run three buildings to to run a, a great nonprofit. About fifty five percent of that comes from our church support. We have a big, big church support. I mean, we're faith based. We were started off by uh, Reverend Albright, so churches definitely are behind us. We have tons of private donors in our community. We do. I do have a director of development, and her job is to find the foundation grants. But again, Ron, that is something totally different from government grants. Foundations are, are private organizations that, that want to help us, that have a mission in their self. About 40% of our revenues come from our thrift store, and then 5% comes from United Way. Just lots goes back into our program. Just like, again, uh, again, I'll say we have at the kitchen, we have to-go meals. We have, you know, the to-go containers we have to buy and the silverware and the cups and um, all the spices and things that we don't get in from the food bank. At the service center, I have big freezers and coolers that, you know, are running constantly. And um, also the kitchen, we have big freezers and coolers that are running and there's just a big amount to support for Open Door. And then all of our programs, we try to give as much back out to our birthday bag program, to our service center, making sure that our community's needs are taken care of. And on the spending side, I'm guessing that it's fair to say that very little actually goes into administration, that all of the money is earmarked program-wise to the absolute extent that you can. Yes, yeah. Well, Amanda, it certainly makes sense as far as uh, your uh, financial operations go that it certainly takes money to run an organization of this size with all of the programs that it uh, involves. And, of course, we talked about volunteerism a little bit earlier in the show, uh, but you've also got some paid personnel as well whose responsibilities are tremendous with this. You might just elaborate a little bit more on your team for Open Door. Yeah. Well, my team consists of uh, 15 staff members. 
We have two that work at the kitchen, and one one's a weekend cook, and then one's a kind of a a through the week cook, and she helps clean and things like that. At our thrift store, we just had to hire two other people because we are growing. So we hired a donation coordinator, and he's in the back getting all the wonderful donations in. And we hired a cash register person just because we knew that we wanted our managers, our two managers, out on the floor making those displays, talking with our customers, talking with our donors. And then at our service center, a new position that we just started that I'm very thankful for is a volunteer coordinator. I mean, we run off of a volunteer, so of course we had to had to hire that position. You were saying something, too, about a, a person to write grants for these grants, because a lot of people don't realize what goes into writing grants for the, the information they need, what you have to put into these. Yeah, we just hired our new director of development, Michelle O'Donnell, and um, she's been with us probably about two months now. And she's the bubbly spirit around Open Door, and she's keeping the team going. And, yeah, her job is to search, search the computer, search for those those foundation grants that can support us. So, Amanda, we were talking about volunteers. And if there's any groups, any donors, any civic organizations that would like to take a tour, if they would like to be involved, maybe if they would like for you to go to their organization, give a talk on what's going on at Open Door. Give us the process on that and what they would need to do. Yeah, um, if somebody is interested in a tour, we called them our Lunch Bunch Tours. Um, They can call my office at 660-827-1613, but they can get a hold of me that way. And what happens with this tour is they'll meet me at the service center in the warehouse, and I take them on the tour of that, show them all of our programs, show them the behind the scenes, the, the, the way that we work over there. And then we hop in the car and we go over to our thrift store. We go in the back door and we see the behinds operation there. We see the hard workers. We talk to the volunteers. And then we end up at our kitchen, hence the lunch bunch tour. And um, I give them the kitchen tour. And then we sit down and we eat a meal with, with the patrons. They don't have to. But most of the time when I give these tours, they do. They want to sit down. They want to talk to to who's getting those lunches over there and just see the behind scenes of really what Open Door does. For our donors, I know this is very impactful because they know this is where their money is going to. This is what they're supporting in our community. And also, like you said, if there's any civic organizations or any organizations that would like to have you come and talk, you said 827-1613 is your number, so they can just contact you that way. Yes, yes. I would love to come speak any anywhere I'm needed, yeah, just okay. to get the word out. And one thing that you said, too, we were talking off air that you said when people come in for the first time into the warehouse, I believe you said, and they walk <laughs> in out of your office into the warehouse Mm -hmm. what's the first thing they say (laughs) they say oh my gosh (laughs) because because it is it's a 10,000 square foot warehouse and it doesn't look that big from the outside there on the corner but when you walk in it's it's an amazing process and I think they would be amazed on how you have everything organized Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. yeah let's take a break we'll return in a couple of minutes with our third and final segment of let's talk on news talk 1050 ksis a reminder that let's talk can be heard saturday mornings at 10 a.m on news talk 1050 ksis the show can also be heard on the ksis radio app and also at ksisradio.com you can contact us with any comments questions concerns and ideas 
back with Let's Talk on News Talk 1050 KSIS. I'm Bo Matthews with John Meehan and Ron Tolner, and we have Amanda Davis from Open Door with us, and I think we have another question for her, Ron. Amanda, off air, we were talking briefly uh, about, again, the volunteerism side of things, but this time in conjunction with your board of directors, and I know you've, you've got a lot of fans on that. You've got a lot of people that put effort toward that off the toward the. Uh, facility toward the services by the board. You might elaborate on your board a little bit more and how you work with them. Yeah, uh, our board is comprised of 12 members who serve a two-year term. We have two ministers may be appointed by the ministerial alliance. Uh, six members may be recommended by all the churches in our in our community. And then we have four members that may be recommended by members of our current board, myself, just somebody from the community that would like to be a part of our board. Mm-hmm. Our board is very active. I know my president, Kirk Martin, right now has been such a strong arm for me. I can call him up when I have a problem, and he helps me through it. So many of our board members, it's... Their hearts are mission-minded, so they they keep they keep me grounded when I know that I'm floating off in the distance um, of why Open Door is there. Just because sometimes I I do get onto the side of, oh I've got to pay these bills and I've I've got to make sure this is done and this is done. But I know at the end of the day when I take my keys off and I go home. We served our community, so that's what our board really tries to to hit home, is that we are a faith-based organization. We have the the values. Our mission is uh, we demonstrate the love of God by providing life essential services such as food, clothing, shelter, and emergency assistance to those in needs. So it's kind of a big round circle of love and of a hug around our community. We have a big vision. With God's provisions, we are creating a better future for Pettis County's residents by meeting the need for food, clothing, shelter, therefore improving the economic, social, and emotional stability for all we serve. With as many people as you do serve, I think still a lot of people that are hearing this for the first time, the numbers that you do serve, to me still just kind of blown away because we just don't realize how many people rely on this service. Yeah, um, actually a new, something new that we did do the third Monday of every month at the food pantry, we saw that there was a need of the working class that wasn't hitting the hours of our operation. We usually operate Monday through Thursday, nine to one. So now every every third Monday, we serve 11 to 6 p.m. So the people getting off work can come and and utilize our services. So that is is upping our numbers. Um, Through COVID, you really would think that numbers would go down, but they didn't. We stayed strong, people needed us. Maybe even more so yeah. uh, during that time. If people were not able to work or maybe just the income wasn't coming in or just the resources to, to get the daily things that they need, weekly things for their family, that's where they could step in with you all and uh, receive those. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm working with the college right now to try to get college students to come in and use, utilize us. We all know, you know, we were living off of ramen noodles at one point in time. Let's not do that. Let's get them good, nutritious food. Uh, Amanda, uh, as we, again, as we were talking off air, uh, you brought up the fact that you not only have the big board of directors, but you also have a junior board. Yeah. Give us some details on that. Well, Krista Kempton is on, on my board, and she had an idea one day along with Kirk Martin, that's my president about right now, is 
We need a junior board. We need to get our kiddos involved in our nonprofits in our community. So our junior board is comprised of students from every school in Pettis County. Dresden, Cole Camp, Smithton, um, Sedalia, 200, Sacred Heart. So what our junior board does is they help us with fundraisers. They just had a big can drive and like a battle at their school and they got a trophy and this next time they're going to do a change war um, for the, the birthday bag program that we talked about. So that goes along with the church program that does the can drive also? Isn't that with Open Door? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, it's just, it just went into the schools. Yes, yeah. So there's the churches do the Super Bowl yes, every year yes, and yes. we get lots of lots of soup and I don't know Nucor does um, can drives for us things like that our junior board we just thought let's get let's get the young generation involved with what we do in our community well like you said from earlier we were talking it was Kristen Alcorn a um, mm-hmm. Smith Cotton yep. student that got things going over yeah. there with uh, Community Cafe. Yeah, there's there's a lot of students um, on our board that you know they're in, they're in band, they're in lots of activities. Um, my daughter is actually on the junior board, National Honor Society. Just lots of wonderful kids out there. Change it up a little bit. Uh, let's go back to fundraising again, since you don't get any federal or state support. Uh, obviously, local fundraising is just so tremendously important, and, and the actual bringing in dollars as well as bringing in volunteers. But uh, I know you've got some programs going with regard to bringing in some donations. Please tell us about those. Yeah, it depends on what what building we're we're talking about for the day of of what fundraiser we hold or how we're we're going to bring in the funds. Just like I said, we have many, many can drives going on around the year. Um, Holiday time, people are so generous with with food. But I will tell you, in the middle of summer, that's when we really run out of of food. It's our our more when we're short. So we're trying to get those can drives more in the summertime. We've got Liberty Park and Tyson's doing the the drive-through light up the park fundraiser right now and Impact does the magic tree and people can get a picture and of course we have a big fundraiser every year we haven't been able to do a fundraiser because of COVID. This next year we are actually having a big celebration for our 50th just to give back to our donors, give back to our volunteers. It's just going to be a big party. So I'm very excited about that. There'll be more to come about that. We just started a new program, and we ask our community to be an open-door gym. It means shine for your community, giving every month. It means a lot when we get those little checks of $25, $50, $100, because they do add up. $15 a month covers five meals at an open-doors kitchen. Each meal costs about $3 to prepare and serve. And again, we're serving about 17 to 1,800 meals monthly. Just so many things to purchase, the the to-go containers, the cookware, to run the commercial kitchen. The $20 to $50 a month sustains our mission to feed our community in the various programs we offer, like our service center program, like our birthday bag program, our partners with purpose that I mentioned earlier. It's just... And, and then our buddy pack program that we run. And then $100 a month feeds a family of groceries. 
basically feeds one family from our food pantry because each order is about 60 pounds of food that goes out, and the value of that is $1.67. And then with that, again, our numbers are about 1,700 families that we touch um, and we serve every month. Amanda, thank you. Appreciate your life of community service. And I know you've been in several positions leading up to what you're now the executive director of the Open Door. Uh, I wonder if we reflect back, you're about to celebrate 50 years, uh, and, and, mm -hmm. and I wonder if Reverend Marvin Albright had that in his mind, that this is where the organization would be back in 1972. So what a tremendous stride that you and your, your uh, volunteers, your board uh, have, have done. Uh, if, if I could make sure that I understand and also that the listeners uh, have grasped it. We, you know, you called the big red warehouse, the, the, uh, uh, the pantry. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and I'm familiar with that in that when I drive downtown on the days that you are serving the public, uh, there's cars lined up. And I know that they used to allow them walk in, but with COVID now they're, they're going through almost a drive-through type service. And, yes. and so, you know, uh, I don't know how many that means, but yet it means a tremendous people go through there, a number of people, just simply because just by vision, I can I can see that. Yes. Your, your thrift store on the east side of town, uh, you mentioned something earlier about taking appliances. Is that, did I hear you mm -hmm. say that? So um, I know that there's folks that are remodeling and updating their kitchens and et cetera. I'm assuming that those things want to need to be in working order. Yes, please. Okay. And, and they need to, is there any kind of prior arrangements that need to happen? Because, I mean, those are not, you know, a bag of clothes that somebody would donate. Is there? A yeah. Um, we, we pick up, oh, the store picks up. I think Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays in the afternoons, and in our big box truck, we'll go and pick up the big appliances. I see. All they have to do is call the thrift store, 660-829-0900, um, and set up an appointment, and we will go pick those things up for that's, you. That's excellent, because I've heard people, I actually have had people ask me, you know, hey, I've got this used appliance, what do I do yeah. with it? And, you know, those things can be recycled, but in this case here, that's repurposed. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, what a great thing, you know, people that are upgrading their kitchens and things. So and then and then also at the uh, when you're serving lunches at the at the kitchen, the that's not to really be confused with the community cafe, which serves mm -hmm. the evening meal. Yes. Uh, so uh, how many people do you have that come through there on their lunches? Um, we serve about 75 meals a day. And a lot of seniors come and, and grab a to-go meal from us. Mm -hmm. During the summertime, we see lots of kiddos running up there. It's I think we're going to keep the to-go model going mm -hmm. just because sometimes people don't want to come in and sit down. They sure. just want to come grab it and go. Mm -hmm. I, I know you uh, you addressed the, the vision of, uh, of the organization, but, you know, that what you said earlier was uh, about the thrift store, the model over there, was it just struck me very happily in that it, you look good. Look good, feel good, do good. That's right. You know, what <laughs> that, you know that really gets to the point, don't you think, Bo? Okay. Yeah, I do. That's I right. definitely do, especially looking at you with uh, with what's going on. we're not gonna we weren't gonna say this but I know this is pre-recorded but it's John's birthday today so uh, happy birthday that's right that's right so. 
thanks, Bo, for letting everybody That's know. Right. You know, and I won't tell the listeners how old you no, I, thought I was. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't say that anymore. Right. Okay, one thing, because Ron, you brought this up, and I'm going to go ahead and ask as we wind things up, get closer to the end of today's program on Let's Talk. We're talking with Amanda Davis from Open Door. Ron had asked, "What keeps you up at night? What What are the things that you think about with Open Door that keeps you up at night?" Well, lately it's been this radio. <laughs> it's been coming on here. <laughs> but no, it's been great. Thank you guys for having me here. I am one of those that sometimes my best ideas come to me in the middle of the night before I go to bed. Try to just think of how to keep open open door going for the next 50 years of the next director that walks in behind me, making sure that things are easier for them or um, secure for them. The patrons, of course, because sometimes, you know, you get you get slack sometimes being in in our position going. Sometimes the community is not always truthful. But what I tell my staff and what we know is if we go home at the end of the night and one family has been fed or one family has been taken care of by our service center, then we did our job. Definitely. And we appreciate you and all your volunteers and your paid staff for helping with uh, making Pettis County and Sedalia, the surrounding communities, uh, a better place to live. Thank you. So, Amanda, you have some addresses, I think, and some information for people if they want to be a part of Open Door. Yeah, yeah. Our Open Door Service Center is located at 111 West 6th Street um, here in Sedalia. Again, the phone number is 660-827-1613. The pantry serves Monday through Thursday, 9 to 1, and then the third Monday of every month from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Our Open Door Kitchen is located at 417 West Pettis. Telephone number 660-951-1220, and it serves a hot meal Monday through Saturday, 11.30 to 12.30, and then on Sunday from 1.30 to 2.30. And then again, our thrift store, 612 South Hancock, over by East Woods, 660-829-0900. And we're always taking donations Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that's today's program on Let's Talk on News Talk 1050 KSIS. With us today, Amanda Davis from Open Door. For John Meehan and Ron Tolner, I'm Bo Matthews. Just a reminder, every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, you can hear Let's Talk here on News Talk 1050 KSIS.